Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Hire My VA Team and Business Building Podcast brought to you by YouGozi.com. In this podcast and at Hire My VA, we help you to reclaim your freedom through hiring and thriving with virtual assistants without breaking the bank. And of course, that means your bank. And I'm Dave Braun. I'm here with my partner, fantastic business mentor and coach, but most important, my good and great friend, Larry Broughton. I should say the Larry Broughton. I'm never going to let you live that down, man. I know you all. Hello, (laughs) handsome Dave. How are you? How are you, man? Doing great. Good. Good. Uh, Awesome. Listen, the last couple of podcasts, we were talking about uh, confidential work climate surveys. Yeah. I think think this is part two of a two-parter. Is that right? Yeah, this is episode 103. It's part two. The first part was we talked about the why behind doing it, you know, the purpose, right? And we talk about whenever you do anything, make sure you understand the why behind it. So you're not wasting your time. And, and it also makes sure that if you understand the why you've got better results that'll happen after you're doing um, the how, right? So we talked about the why behind doing an employee satisfaction survey or confidential work climate survey, as you mentioned um, with your team members. And of course, um, as Larry, as you point out, and it makes so much sense, we talk about, we like to use team members, not the word employee, but we're doing it because most people um, in the title of this, we put employee because most people search for that. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, also, I mean, there are times when you have to use the word employee for compliance issues and, and that sort of thing. So obviously, true, um, true. so I would encourage folks that um, uh, don't listen to this podcast as a standalone Yes. Most of these podcasts, you can go and you listen to, listen to that one and never listen to another one and there's a lot of value in it. But go back and listen to episode 102 mm-hmm. on why to do it. That's really important. And now we're going to talk about how do you actually do it? Because there will be some folks who are listening and they were a solopreneur and now they've got a couple people on their team and they want to kind of figure out like, are things really going as I think they're going? Some of these folks will have several hundred employees uh, or team members. And we know that others will have thousands Mm-hmm. of team members and so it's a little bit different for each uh, uh of those and we can talk about timing of it i suppose as well um, if you want david i could just share what my experience is yeah because we've think, done it we've done it a variety of ways where we've got a few team members and then thousands so yeah we'll both share our experiences maybe the way we start larry okay. is we talk about mistakes you know mistakes <laughs> to avoid <laughs> right yeah yeah well there's a bunch that kind of pop into my mind Number one, um, that you have to make sure that people understand that this is confidential. Yeah. Right. Because if you do, if it's not confidential, then they're not going to give you their honest opinions. Yeah. And frankly, even the first couple of times that you say it's confidential, they're not going to give you their honest opinion mm-hmm. because people don't trust. Just because you say it's confidential, is it really confidential? And so because they're going to be concerned about some kind of backlash. And so that leads to mistake number two is actually having negative ramifications if people give you honest feedback. You can't ask for honest feedback and then, and then um, reprimand people for giving you honest feedback. Yeah. That, just, that just builds a real level of contempt and mistrust uh, in an organization. Another one that kind of pops in, into mind is not letting people know what the results of the survey were or not listening to them, or even worse, humiliating people who actually did bring things up. Um, 
But uh, if you ask someone for their feedback and then you never close that feedback loop and say, hey, I heard you and here's what we're going to do, or I heard you and I understand what your goal is or what you want, and we're just not in a position to meet that right now, but it's something that we'll take under advisement moving forward, you have to let them know you heard them. Um, so those are a couple of, of the mistakes uh, that kind of pop to mind, that pop into mind. I'm sure there are plenty of others. And yeah, hey, if, 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 if you guys have been part of a work climate survey before, we'd love to hear how that went. Give us you know, some comments in the comment section here. But Dave, do you have other things that kind of pop into mind on mistakes that you've seen made in, in your past life? Yeah, let me tailgate on a, on a couple of those. So like like one of them, you, you know, you talk about people will only give you the their honest feedback maybe after a couple of them or the third one or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's one of the mistakes that people make is to not continually doing yeah. work climate surveys, not having it part of your culture. So if you do, a, here's what happens, oh my gosh, all the time. So a company is is doing it. Somebody comes in in HR and says, you need to do this. They do it. There's a report on it. And then that's the last one that's done for years and years, right? And so that's a, that's a mistake. If you only do one and then drop it, then then that's, it's like, are you, what are you telling people that you're, you're, are you, you're telling people as an owner or a management team, you're just trying to check off the box, right? Somebody in HR told you that, hey, here's a good idea. You ought to do this. No, that's not it. Um, and then the, uh, you know, the other mistake is, you know, kind of like related to what you said. Um, number three is not following up. And um, there's, I think, a really good way to do it. But I, I'll, I'll tell you my experience is yeah. when we had one of these, um, you know, they started following up. They had a, you know, an all employee meeting. Yeah, okay. Here's the results and here's the plan. Right. That's great. Yeah. But then that was it. They may have talked about it the next quarter, but then that was it. Everything else was oh, dropped. No. Yeah. Sales were going down a little bit in the quarter. And then it was like panic mode yeah. um, on the leaders. Like, what are we going to do to get these sales up? Instead of saying, you know, yeah, we got to do this. We got to do both. We got to keep going with it. And what that led to is um, for, for people there it would be like, you know, if they give me another survey, I, would I really care? how I answered, I'd probably just give it lip service. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I guess that is uh, the, the mistakes that we're talking about will actually cause your company more harm than good by doing, by doing yeah. it. If you're yeah. not going to do it right, don't do it at all. Yeah. Yeah. So the key on doing it right is following up. I mean, there's a lot of other things, but you can't ask for information and then not do something with it. Yeah, and follow up the right way. And and, Larry, right and and I think that the best way to do it as a leader is to is to put yourself in the position of a of an employer or team member who gives you that feedback. Yeah. What would they want to see? You know, they'd want to see that they were heard, that you're taking it seriously. Taking it seriously means you keep reporting on it until the issue is resolved. Yeah. Or at a minimum, telling them that. Well, you know, we heard this issue, but there's all these other ones over here that are more important. We'll get to this, but we got to concentrate on these higher level ones first. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Yeah. 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 The first time we ever did one of these at my former organization where I was a partner, <laughs> it was painful. The first couple, you know, we are growing very quickly. We didn't build an infrastructure in front of the growth. We are always building after the growth, which is very painful. Um, and, um, and after we did the first one, it was, um, 
you know, some of it was very personal. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't say attacks, but pointing out some of the obvious things about, you know, my leadership style that I didn't necessarily like about my business partner's leadership style. And, you know, and, um, and I remember us both being feeling wounded <laughs> afterwards, but we were both had the courage to say, okay, let's go confront this. Let's have a mm -hmm. meeting and not confront it, but let's have a meeting with everyone, do a memo about it. Okay. We heard you. Yes. Okay. All right. Yes. I sometimes come across as selfish or yes, I may have, you know, uh, an ego problem or what, whatever uh, it, it, it might be, but you have to take your medicine. Yeah. You have to take your medicine. Right. And let's, let's remember sometimes there's just, there is such a thing as called icon toppling. Mm. Okay. Faith popcorn, I think uh, might may have coined that years ago. She had a, a newsletter. She used to call the popcorn report and, um, and people, some people have given the shot or given the opportunity to take a shot at their boss or their leader or their owner, just because of their pain, they may say things that they would never say to your face. It's even more amplified now with social media, right? I heard a guy named Michael Malice put it this way. He said, hey, I'm from New York. If someone comes up to me on the subway and calls me an idiot and tells me that I'm stupid, um, I'm not going to put any credit in that. I'm just going to get as far away from them as quickly as possible. Yeah. Right. And that's how you need to take some of these people that are on social media. Right. Well, you can't necessarily do that with a team member. Mm -hmm. Right. Because sometimes it is indeed confidential and you don't know who's, who might be saying it. And so you do have to like take it in is say, is there value in this? Is there truth in this? And if there is own it, and if it's not jettison it and keep moving forward. Right. Yes. So I think there was a couple of mistakes in that where you were talking about it. One is a mistake where as leaders, if we're going into this, if we already have a certain attitude, like, well, I can't wait to hear what they say about our company because I think everything is all sunshine, lollipops, rainbows, and bunnies, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So you've got already got a preconceived attitude. No, you, you got to go in thinking oh, that it's, yeah, it's almost like a, a blank slate. I just want to hear what they say. Right. Um, that was yeah. one. And then the other one would be feeling too, if, if there's a lot of negative stuff or some of it feeling too wounded afterwards to even follow up on it. Yeah, well, if it is, then you, you got to look at that. This is an opportunity. Say, oh my gosh, thank you for identifying that cancer that's in my lung early, that it's just a spot that I can now deal with it. What's the treatment? What do I need to do? Yeah. Right? Before they actually come in and rip your lungs out. Um, <laughs> right? So I think that's, you got to look at this as an opportunity to grow, to improve. Okay? So it's, it's medicine. And sometimes medicine is bitter and sometimes it's, you know, sweet. You've got to take it. You've yeah. Take it, right? Yeah, absolutely. If you're going to improve and if you're going to grow, it's going to hurt sometimes, right? We go to the gym and exercise. I mean, if you're not, if at some point, if you really want to grow and build muscle or build stamina, it's going to hurt. Your lungs are going to burn. Your muscles are going to ache. Yeah. Or afterwards, it's going to hurt. But there's a, there's a payoff, yeah, that's right? You got, you got to desire that, that growth. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's, that's a, some of the mistakes I think that people made. Yeah. Maybe we ought to talk about what do you do if you're just a newbie organization and you only got a few people. Yeah. Do we go there next? Well, one other thing I think we ought to point out is okay. to, um, is, I don't know what point, let's give, give me your opinion on this because you have a lot more experience than me. At what point in an organization 
number of team members would you say I'm going to hire an outside company to do this? And that's, oh. and that's really important is to have somebody outside to do it. Because if you don't, people are going to start thinking, oh my gosh, they're going to trace my IP address in right. my, you know, and how oh, we've heard that. And everything and all we've, that, right? We've heard that, yeah. yeah. I would say as soon as you can afford it. As soon as you can afford it. What do you think would be like the, the level? Would it be? Some people are cash rich and some people aren't. You're so would you decide? There are organizations like SHRM, the Society of Human Resource Managers, uh -huh. is that right? Um, who offer this service, some of the chapters. Our insurance company offered the service, hmm. all right? Um, because they provided a lot of the, uh, the HR administration on the back end. Okay. Um, so whoever your HR administrator might be, like the people who monitor your hand, your team member handbooks and those types of things. Okay. Um, and that was just part of their monthly service oh, okay. for us. So you just got to ask the questions um, uh, for it. But um, I would say have an outside person as soon as you can. Okay. I mean, even if you've got three people on the team. Now, one way to do it, I used to be in a, in a pretty high-end mastermind uh, group where there were a dozen business owners. I think the minimum size business was $5 million. Is that right? That might be right. Um, and so part of the process was that we started implementing is that we would go around business to business and we would audit each other's businesses. Uh -huh. Not just do you come and you say, Hey, here's what my problem is. And you attend your meeting, but we were committed and we would actually start auditing people's business and the chairperson of the mastermind would conduct the, uh, um, the confidential work climate surveys oh. um, because uh, she had a, um, an HR background. Okay. Okay. And so she would administer them. Okay. Um, so that's another way to do it. In the early days, I would just ask questions. It doesn't need to be super formal mm. in the early days when you've got two or three, but I would ask for feedback like, Hey, we've been in business for a year and you know, you're our third or second team member. Um, and I really would like your feedback, like how are things going? Like really? Um, yeah. and if you haven't built a relationship where they feel they can trust you, you're not going to get real feedback from them, but at least you're asking and you're starting uh, to do it. I would encourage you though, uh, particularly in the early days, reward those people uh, who are, who are trusting you with their lives and their careers early on. Mm -hmm. Let them know. Thank you for joining my team. Thank you for joining our team. Because I know that you could go work someplace else, but you chose to work with me, to work with us, to grow this organization. When you say things like that, it kind of lowers their guard a little bit. Um, and, they'll, and if you're sincere about it, then they may give you feedback and say, hey, I really want us to grow this thing. I, I'm hoping that, you know, the three of us that are here in the organization today are here 15 years from now as we grow this thing. But I can't do it by myself. I don't know what's really going on. You're closer to this part of the business than I am. What can we do differently? You know, how can we improve? How can we serve the clients better? How can we serve you better? Just start informally that way. You start building a culture in your organization of uh, that it's a learning organization. It's an organization of honesty and, and integrity. So I would start there. Um, ultimately, though, Dave, as I was saying, there are HR firms. I mean, there, there are, let me back up. There are some insurance companies who will do this for you. There are chapters of SHRM or HR organizations out there that will do this. And there are companies that just administer, I mean, just do whatever online search 
platform you use, DuckDuckGo or Google or whatever it is, and type in, uh, start doing research for um, work climate survey administrators, those types yeah. of things. You'll, you'll find stuff. Yeah, okay. that sounds good. Now, what, if- what, I'm sorry, and then what, what, prior, so there, was a, there was an intermediate step for yeah. us. We did the old, the verbal stuff. Um, we then once we actually hired a VP of HR, we call the people services. Once we had a VP of people services, we did administer a couple of them um, ourselves. But then mm. we did find that people were saying, oh, okay, it's coming from a Broughton Hotels URL. You, got, you guys are gonna know who it is, even just through process of elimination. And so we just got out of, got out of it com- completely. Yeah, I think yeah. what they did, like the the insurance company, they actually would send out reps to each of the hotels. So if you've got 25 different facilities, they would go to them and they had an English speaker and a Spanish speaker or a Tagalog speaker or a Romanian or whatever, wherever they were from, um, to make sure that people knew. And they just took laptops with them. They used our lap, their, their laptops, and the person came in during uh-huh. a break and sat down and did it so that we're not tracing IP addresses. Yeah. They're all coming from the same, same place. Well, you're scanning my fingerprints as I talk. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, in between, we're taking fingerprints off the computers. Yeah. We're taking a picture of you, then the clock, so we can line it all up. Oh. Hopefully you, you, hey, if, if you're, if all your team members are feeling that, then we've got a corporate culture problem. Yes. To deal with. If they really don't trust you that much, we've got a bigger issue. To deal with but yes i suppose there is a way that you can track everybody if you really wanted to do that but the key here is you want information that's going to help you become a better organization and a better leader so does it really matter i suppose it does yes one of the things dave before we get too far sidetracked you do have to take into account when are you giving these things mm. what's going on in the organization was there just a leadership or staffing change yeah there was there a toxic environment in that department in the months leading up to this, right? You do need to measure all that. And by the way, what we would do is we'd have what, what hotel were they in and what department? And it was very general, what departments, because some departments only have two people in them, yeah. right? And so you make it general enough where that you can't figure out who it is, right? Um, and what we would do, depending on the asset that we were acquiring, so let's say we took over a hotel, Sometimes if we knew, because we could tell during the due diligence process of uh, buying it or taking over the management, what the corporate culture was like, right? Mm-hmm. So sometimes we would give the confidential work climate survey within the first week of us getting there. Oh, yeah. We wanted a benchmark. That's a good point, yeah. To start with, right? And then we would do one six months later, and then it would be annually after that, okay? Um, if we see people that start getting below a certain score, we start delivering them every quarter because mm. what's measured is improved. That's right. Right. So um, really, but that's only valuable if you, if you use it, if you're just doing the surveys and not acting on them, like we've talked about already, um, it's kind of a useless process. Yeah. 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 I agree. What would you say uh, if you had to pick a couple of questions that you'd want to make sure um, we're on the survey. Um, you know, what do you think? What would be your top couple of questions? Do they have the tools to do their job effectively? I would do some questions around trust. Do I trust my manager, leader, whatever? 
Um, do I understand the vision and mission of the organization? Okay. If so, what is it? Mm -hmm. you know, those types of things I think are very important. Um, I think I mentioned this in previous um, podcasts. We had about 45-ish questions in, in ours. We try not to have very much fluff in that. Yeah. Um, but uh, things about if you were offered a job somewhere else, would you take it? Um, <clears throat> again, because we're trying to build a corporate culture here, right? Um, if you were ill, do you feel like your supervisor or team members would visit you in the hospital? What's that trying to get to? The level of camaraderie mm -hmm. and love in an organization, right? Um, so those tend to be the things that kind of pop out right okay. away. Um, yeah. And depending on what's going on in the organization, oftentimes the first one that you do might be a little more general. Excuse me, I got to take a drink here. Sorry. That's okay. So in other words, it might be more general, but then as I think what you're saying is as you discover, um, you know, maybe some issues that you need to hone in on, it's like, well, wait a second, here's some general issues. We're not living out our core values or whatever. Right. We need to have a few more questions to figure out what are the <coughs> specifics, right? That's right. What are some of the specifics that are happening? Is it, and, and you know, try to get it. Is it, an immediate supervisor? Is it from the top? Is it one of the core values? Is it a location? You know, so that kind of thing. Right. And then, sorry about the voice. Um, I know the subject really chokes you up, you know, it does me too. <laughs> <laughs> then ultimately, you want the same questions every time so that you can benchmark it. You can track yourself against each of those. Yeah. So I, I guess then what you're saying is you would you would continue to ask those same questions, but maybe would you add a few yes. as well, right? Yeah. So what you're saying is this satisfaction, employee satisfaction survey or work climate survey is not um, necessarily just a static thing that you're going to ask every single time, right? No. It's something so like right now I would do one that, that pertains to the pandemic. Yeah. Right. Do you feel safe? Um, oh, that's a good one. You know, in your workplace, you know. Yeah, I know that uh, like another one that people would ask would be like, um, you know, is do you feel like productive when you talk about the tools? Do you have the tools at home to do your job or do you feel productive on uh, working from home on a scale of one to 10, 10 being best? Would you rather keep working at home or would you rather come in the office or right. stuff like that? Right. That are related to um, the times going on. That's right. And, and I think one of the things you talked about was important about the timing of it. Right. If you've got a company that all of a sudden you've got this a windfall of money and you're like feeling really generous and you give everybody bonuses, well, then the next day you drop the uh, survey on them. A little <laughs> it's going to be a little skewed, right? <laughs> yeah. So don't do, don't do, that's kind of a mistake. So don't do stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Okay. So I think we answered that. How do you actually do this? So we talked about what to do if you're a small organization kind of do it yourself just to informal conversations as you grow and you get an HR professional, have them administer it. But I would recommend, Dave, that as soon as you can afford to have an outside organization, administer it on your behalf to do that because it builds the level of trust um, in the organization. So how else do you do it? We talked about timing. Uh, right. And when you would do that, maybe you start out doing one now. Mm -hmm. um, if you're into mergers and acquisitions, you do it upon or within six months of the first you know, of the, of the merger and then do it annually after that. I, I would not let it go longer than 12 months 
yeah. whole lot can change in an organization in 12 months, right? If things are not going so well, consider doing it quarterly mm -hmm. or every six months, right? Then we talked about some of the important questions, Yeah, how to do it. Um, and then just make sure, how do you communicate the results, okay? And uh, continue how, to follow up. Yeah, continue to follow up. Now what we've done or what I've done, um, sometimes we've done full on team meetings, particularly with managers and leaders, and then with memos afterwards. Um, since the advent of Zoom, uh, we've been using Zoom for years, even prior to the pandemic, we would do, we would talk about uh, the, uh, the results in my quarterly state of the company addresses mm -hmm. so that anyone who wants to get on there can see it and then give some of the highlight uh, highlight reels and action items in the form of a memo yeah. uh, to every team member, every stakeholder. And I think, I think it's good to share both the, when I say the good and the bad, right? Sure, so of course. You want to, you want to share um, the good things that are going on in your organization. And I think, and I love your idea of, of, you know, continuing to do it and making sure you ask similar questions and charting those over time. If you share that with people, you might find that, hey, you, you've been on a good tra trajectory, but then all of a sudden, uh-oh, there's a dip, right? That's right. Yeah. And that's easy to have happen. And it's better to well, make reality. sure you understand that. Reality is your friend, like you say, right? It's better to understand that you've got this little dip and then you can be like, uh-oh, we're going off the rails here. We better do something about it. Yeah. So obviously share the good with your team and your stakeholders, whether you've got partners, investors, whatever, because um, those are victories, right? Yeah. And share the bad and the ugly as opportunities. They're only opportunities yes. if you put action plans behind them with, with them or behind them, right? And then yeah. follow up to make sure those are done because those can turn into victories. It's very mm -hmm. interesting. I'd mentioned, I don't remember it was this podcast or the previous one about the whole idea of dust wands. Yeah, yeah, it was a previous one. You mentioned the dust. I talked about um, room attendants at a hotel that we had acquired were always getting beat up by guests and by their former manager that there was dust on the top of picture frames and on ceiling fans. Yeah. So we asked them, do you have the tools to do your job? And if you don't, what tools would you need? And they said, we'd love to have collapsible, expandable dust wands. How much of an investment was that under $100 to, invest, to get every room attendant their own dust wand? And all of a sudden, they felt great about it. Morale goes up because they know they're going to be doing a better job. Guest satisfaction scores go up. Complaints go down. Efficiencies go up. Oh, my gosh. What's the great value of that? And so by us doing that within the first couple of months, then the room attendants, all of a sudden, we are heroes <laughs> to them because we yeah. listened to them. Right? That's awesome. So just because it's a problem doesn't mean it's not an opportunity to turn into a victory. Yeah. So give, give your team members the, the option to be able to um, give the suggestions of right. like, Hey, you know, on a scale of one to 10, 10 being best, this is a five. Well, if that's a five, what would you do um, to help get it up to a 10? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right. Good. Whew, that was pretty awesome. <laughs> well, good. Um, it, it's, I'd, love I think it's, from our, I'd like to hear from the listeners or the viewers. If you're on YouTube, what has worked for you in the past? Have you yeah. done uh, work climate surveys, confidential work climate surveys or employee surveys um, on either side? Have you been on the receiving end or have you been on the administration side? What are good questions you've heard? What lessons have you learned Yeah, from these things? I'd love to hear it. Share it in the community if you're part of our Hire My VA or Victory 
uh, community uh, as well. If you're thinking about administering one of those, um, please ask questions there. We'd glad to help you out however we can. Yeah, absolutely. We'd love to uh, take a look at what, what you've come up with. Be yeah. awesome. Great. Okay, great. Thank you everybody for joining us today. Remember, building a team is the way to reclaim your freedom. One of the ways to build your team right is to do work climate surveys as we talked about. <laughs> well, of course, as, as you've heard, and if you're in our community, you know that we are here to help you, especially with our course and community. And of course, our white glove service where we find a rockstar VA for you. So three things we'd love for you to do and we'd really appreciate it. Number one, subscribe to this podcast with your phone and subscribe on YouTube, hit the subscribe button and click on the little bell next to it to get reminders. Number two, give us a rating. Obviously we want five star, but give us a rating, put a comment as Larry mentioned, let us know some of your experiences with um, a work climate survey and what happened. Um, this will all help us to get the word out. And then number three is go to hiremyva.com for more information on our course and community and our amazing white glove service. Remember, even without experience, you'll learn how to prepare for, hire, and thrive with virtual assistants. And Larry and I have helped a lot of folks. We want to continue helping more. So come on and join us. Come into our Q&As. Let us answer your questions, and we're going to help you uh, grow as a, a person and as an organization. Just to get started on that, go to HireMyVA.com for more information. Yeah, and again, uh, this podcast is brought to you by Ugozi.com, which is really our online learning portal, offering bite-sized nuggets of learning for entrepreneurs, leaders, and, and high achievers. Um, we have a moral obligation to serve our teams yeah. okay, and to serve our communities. We can't do this alone. All right, we're all on this journey together. Uh, for Dave and I, and for many of you, we have a higher power that we answer to. <laughs> all right, <laughs> um, we are stewards of our businesses. Yep. So I'm going to offer you this, this, uh, God bless you. God keep you and God hold you. Now go do something significant today, my friends. Okay. Go get them. We'll see okay. you. Bye. Bye everybody. See you next time.